I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hope you are all well, witches. On today's episode, we are talking all about the goddess Rhiannon. We haven't got a book review today. I've just finished reading a really beefy book as part of the Literary Witches Coven over on Patreon. We will have that for next week, Monday's podcast episode. I'm currently reading Danielle Blackwood's book, The Twelve Faces of the Goddess. I'm sure you remember Danielle. She was on one of our recent podcast episodes. One of the goddesses she associates in her book with the star sign Leo is Rhiannon. And I felt curious to find out more about this particular goddess. Of course, I instantly think of the song Rhiannon by Fleetwood Mac, as I'm sure many of you do. It is very much a witchy classic. Stevie Nicks wrote Rhiannon alongside Lindsay Buckingham at the piano, hoping to keep it for themselves. However, that would all change when Mick Fleetwood came calling to recruit Fleetwood Mac's guitarist. Buckingham refused to leave his session musician day job unless Nicks could come with him. Nicks was known to preface the song's performance at their live dates with the words, This song's about an old Welsh witch, and she's true to her word. Nix discovered the folkloric Rhiannon in the 70s through a novel called Triad by Mary Bartlett Leader. The novel revolves around a woman called Branwen, who is possessed by another wild woman named Rhiannon. The real curiosity comes from the fact that Nix was, she says, unaware of the traditional tale when she began writing her song. Nix told Mojo magazine in December 2013, it wasn't until 1978 that I found out about Welsh medieval prose tales, Mabinogian and that Branwyn and Rhiannon are in there too, and that Rhiannon wasn't a witch at all. She was a mythological queen, but my story was definitely written about a celestial being. I didn't know who Rhiannon was exactly, but I knew she was not of this world. Nick said she was struck by the story's emotional resonance with that of her song. The goddess, or possibly witch, given her ability with spells, was impossible to catch by horse and was also closely identified with birds especially significant since the song claims she takes to the sky like a bird in flight. 
rules her life like a fine skylark and is ultimately taken by the wind. Rhiannon is a Celtic goddess. She is said to derive from an older goddess called Rigantona, whose name literally means divine queen. And she may represent the psychopomp aspect of the Gaulish goddess Epona. An old folk custom from Western Ireland says that if you light fires just before dawn at each corner of a perfectly oriented crossroad, one that runs directly east, west and north, south, then sit down quietly at its side, you can see Epona ride by, flying west from the approaching sunrise. Stories of Rigantona, however, are lost to us, making it impossible an approximation with historical foundation. Rhiannon has many names, and some other names for her are White Witch, Goddess of Horses, Goddess of the Sun, Goddess of Inspiration, Goddess of Sovereignty, and the Divine Queen of Fairies. She's said to rule over fertility, seduction, rebirth, wisdom, magic, transformation, beauty, and artistic inspiration. She is also considered a death and otherworld goddess. She's associated with transition, gates, and movement between realms, also with dreams and the moon. The embodiment of life, death and rebirth. In her realm, there is no death without regeneration. Rhiannon was said to be born at first moon rise. One source I came across linked Rhiannon to the Morrigan, stating Rhiannon's name is directly linked to the Irish goddess Morrigan, which also means great queen. In terms of attributes, however, Rhiannon is most closely similar to an aspect of the triple goddess Morrigan, known as Matcha, a goddess of war, horses and kingship. She is often depicted as a beautiful young woman wearing gold, riding a pure white horse with three birds flying around her. She's also linked to other animals such as dogs and birds and apparently had a trio of birds that accompanied her everywhere. These birds could magically awaken the dead or sing mortals to sleep. Rhiannon is said to be a shapeshifter who can transform into any shape she chooses, however often choosing to become a white horse. Birds in mythology have always been considered to hold supernatural powers. Throughout Celtic myths, divine entitled, frequently shapeshifted between human and bird form. Herons, cranes, storks and pelicans are related to the gods and goddesses that preside over the mysteries of reincarnation, acting as guides to the underworld. Birds overall invoke ideas of freedom the human soul liberated from the body at death. Often free birds appear together in symbolism, all pointing to the free fates, the sisters of weird. Much of what we know of Rhiannon comes from the ancient Welsh folklore book, The Mabinogion. She appears predominantly in chapters one and three. The Mabinogion is a Welsh narrative that grew from the ancient myths of Celtic deities. Rhiannon is shown as highly intelligent, 
politically strategic and also famous for her wealth and generosity. Her story is one of tragedy and triumph to be admired and learned from. And if you're sitting comfortably, I will read it to you. And I must say, this isn't the original from the Mabinogian. This is a take of it. I've really tried with the pronunciations, I kid you not, and I'm really sorry if it doesn't come across. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the story. I just have really struggled with this, but I hope you can get the gist of the story and I'm going to give it my best shot. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) The Saga of Rhiannon. This is the story of Rhiannon from the Celtic tradition as told in the free texts that make up the Welsh Mabinogion. Powys, Prince of Divot, contains the essence of the myth. Manawitham, son of Lear, is a sequel to it and Branwyn, daughter of Lear, offers some additional detail. Powys Penanthwyn, king of Divot, was on the mound of Arbeth when he saw a young girl wearing brilliant golden clothing and riding a pale white horse. He sent one of his knights after her, but she disappeared. The incident recurred the following day. On the third day, Powys himself ran in pursuit of her, but could not catch her, so he called out. Young girl, for love of the man you love most, wait for me. The horsewoman stopped and told him her name was Rhiannon, daughter of Hivard Hen, and that she had come out of love for Powys, saying, If you do not reject me, I shall never want anyone but you. The king agreed to marry Rhiannon, and the wedding was fixed for a year later at the court of Hyved. But during the banquet, Rhiannon's former suitor, Gwau, arrived. He wanted Rhiannon himself and took advantage of the custom of having to give a present, but pretended he did not know of the occasion and so claimed Rhiannon for himself. But she managed to obtain a year's grace before marrying Gwau and used this time to draw up a cunning scheme whereby Gwau defeated and dissatisfied, was finally put out of the running. Rhiannon married Powys and a while later gave birth to a son. But that night, she and the women watching over her all fell asleep and the child was mysteriously abducted. To escape blame themselves, the women claimed that Rhiannon had killed her child. She was tried by Powys and the wise men of Divot and sentenced to a strange punishment. For the next seven years, she was to stay at the court of Arbeth, sitting beside a stone mountain block outside the entrance, telling her story to all comers who seemed ignorant of it and suggesting to guests and strangers alike that they should let her carry them on her back to the court. Meanwhile, the child was just as mysteriously deposited in the stables of Ternan, a man of Gwent. Each year on the night of 1st of May, his mare used to foal a colt, which always disappeared without anyone knowing what had happened to it. That particular night, Ternan mounted guard and found not only a newborn colt, but also a baby boy swaddled and wrapped in a richly ornate coat. Ternan brought up the child and gave him the name Gwi Gwaut Urin, of the golden hair. 
By the age of three, the child had made friends with the cult, tamed it and mounted it. Having heard of Rhiannon's adventure, Turner decided to take the child to the court of Divot, where Rhiannon offered to carry them on her back. The child refused and Turner told the whole story to Powis and Rhiannon, who then recognised their child. Rhiannon cried out that she was free of her trouble, Pridery, so giving her son his final name, Pridery. He grew to be a handsome young man and after the death of Powis became king of Divot and married Kieva. After Bran's disastrous expedition to Ireland, he was one of the seven survivors who continued to lead a magical life whilst hearing the song of the birds of Rhiannon, whose singing awoke the dead and put the living to sleep. He returned to Arbeth with Manawithin, son of Leah, who married Rhiannon. But a spell fell on Divot and the land became barren. Rhiannon, Kieva, Prideri and Manawithin were the only living souls left in the land. And when they had exhausted their provisions, they set out to chance their luck elsewhere. They returned to Arbeth with fresh supplies. One day they saw a white boar disappearing into a fortress, which was deserted. In the centre of the courtyard stood a fountain with a gold cup fastened by chains which led into the air so that the ends could not be seen. Pridery seized the cup and immediately lost his voice and his hands stuck to the cup. Rhiannon grew uneasy when her son did not return and after reproaching Manawithin for not going to his aid, she herself entered the fortress. She tried to free Pridery, but the same thing happened to her. As soon as night fell, there was a crash of thunder and a thick cloud enveloped the fortress and they disappeared into it. Fortunately, Manawithin succeeded in breaking the spell on Divit. This had been cast by Lewit, son of Kilcoet, to avenge Gwau. It turned out that during their absence, mother and son had been servants at the court of Lewit and that Rhiannon had worn around her neck the kind of halter asses wore to carry in the hay. Just gets so bizarre sometimes with mythology, just bear with the link between the horse or mare and the character of the goddess is undoubtedly the most remarkable thing in this saga. Rhiannon is like the goddess of the other world, the fairy in love with a mortal, like Neve King Org from Ternanog wooing Oisin. The horse is a symbol of the sun. The horsewoman is an image not only of death but of resurrection. She is the Lady of the Night and her son Pridery is likened to a colt. Rhiannon was as patient as she was beautiful and endured a lot without complaint. She was also extremely courageous. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The story of Rhiannon teaches us that with truth, patience, and love, we can create change no matter how bleak life seems at the moment. Rhiannon is the archetypal wronged woman. She teaches sovereignty, forgiveness, loyalty and love. You might want to work with Rhiannon when working on any form of magic, but perhaps specifically dream work or working with the moon. It's said that Rhiannon represents finding your path and having the courage to follow it. She has the power to inspire many a poet, artist, or performer within their work as a muse goddess. As a queen of the night, she reminds us of the close balance of death and rebirth, and she can help us to honour our instinctual and animal selves as a source of creativity, abundance and order. You might want to worship Rhiannon at night with the moon high in the sky, perhaps within a grove of trees. If you're at home, you could create an altar to her, maybe adorned with images of horses, birds, golden or white candles, maybe a bouquet of pure white flowers, and perhaps some soft music playing in the background. Call on her to reveal the truth in your dreams. She can help us remove the role of the victim from our lives. She teaches us patience forgiveness and guides us to overcome injustice. She will aid us in magic concerning moon rituals, fertility, prosperity, divination and self-confidence. Rhiannon teaches us to honour our chosen path. She is a fearless and untamed goddess who always goes her own way. You might want to reflect on if you feel you are honouring your chosen path And this is a great time to do this with the themes of Lionsgate Portal. So are you the ruler of your life? Are you being true to yourself? And what are the obstacles that might be holding you back from going your own way? So Rhiannon can be elusive even now as she sends very subtle messages to practitioners saying, I'm here, now catch me. She's said to favour poets, writers, musicians, artists, healers, those in transition periods and the wrongly accused. Rhiannon is said to love music and although it's not a physical offering, this is said to be a wonderful way to honour and work with Rhiannon. Singing or playing music is said to connect this world to the other world through harmony and melody. Music playing while she worked with her can raise the vibration and invite her into your space. Because Rhiannon is a ruler of horses, any form of connection with horses is looked upon by her with favour. 
You might want to take a horse riding lesson. Even going for an hour ride on a trail dedicated to Rhiannon is sure to connect your energy to hers. The horse is usually a solar symbol represented in several legends, the force that moves it across the sky. Many deities have this animal as a mount, especially in Celtic culture, where riding was, of course, very strong amongst people. This animal, therefore, is magical and mysterious, and through Rhiannon, it can represent the balance of the universe between light and dark. A fun and traditional way to honour the goddess of inspiration and dreaming is to host a feast on her official feast day. Rhiannon is said to be honoured on March 4th each year. I say this, but I've also seen it as March 1st. There are a multitude of days in Rhiannon's honour. I will give you the rest of the day shortly. Please do as you will. Honestly, there were so many different days in her honour. It was crazy. The feasts began as a sacred day, apparently in Ireland and Wales, but have spread throughout the modern world. She is seen as a goddess of earth and a lover of animals. So foods eaten on this day heavily center around vegetables and grains. The man who raised Rhiannon's son had a foal that was born each year on Beltane Eve, but disappeared before he could see it. Until one Beltane Eve, he stood guard and saved the foal from a terrible monster that had taken the previous foals as well as find an infant in the stable, Rhiannon's stolen son. Because of this part of Rhiannon's mythology, celebrating Beltane is a great way to honour her commitment to her loved ones, death, transformation and also rebirth. In Britain on September 18th, people gather to scour the chalk of the Uffington White Horse. This ancient ritual has kept the image of the horse and the legend of Rhiannon alive and relevant. Because Rhiannon's sentence spanned seven years, the number seven has become sacredly associated with the goddess. She waited patiently, served her sentence, kept her loyalty and never lost hope for seven years. You might want to consider ways to incorporate the number seven into your practice, perhaps changing Rhiannon's offerings every seven days, tying seven knots in any magical workings involving not magic in her honour, perhaps performing a seven-day sacrifice to Rhiannon in honour of her own sacrifice so long ago. I read that the most powerful time to invoke Rhiannon in ritual is during a waning moon. Healing, transformation, death and rebirth, change, banishment, removing obstacle work performed during a waning moon to Rhiannon are said to be especially potent. Rhiannon is a goddess of the between. She is associated with fertility, waking the dead and lulling the living into a permanent comatose state. Any work that involves travelling in the between, the liminal space, is favourable and well received by Rhiannon. This includes meditation, astral travel, dream work and mediumship. Since Rhiannon wakes the dead and rules the liminal space, she can aid you in honing your mediumship skills. If you've ever thought about mediumship and Rhiannon has come into your life, it might be something to consider further. 
You might want to keep a dream journal. Rhiannon is, of course, heavily connected to dream work and is said to talk a lot to her devotees in the dream space. Keeping a journal by the bed to write down your dreams can help you to identify when she has brought you a divine message. Overall, Rhiannon is said to love magic of all kinds, but she especially loves fertility, sex, shape-shifting, liminal, creativity, inspiratory, self-love and truth magic. She can be summoned when one is uncertain about a particular subject. She comes to make our instincts work so we can avoid future problems. Learning to trust one's instinct is also a way to honour this goddess. The ideal way to work through uncertainty is to turn it into questions so we can get answers and directions. Rhiannon is a lover of creative spirits and you might wish to work on learning different creative skills or simply spend time on a creative endeavour you already do, perhaps creating something in her honour or using her as your muse. She loves to support creative types in their work. So here are some general associations with Rhiannon. Of course, the moon, gates, the wind, horseshoes, the number seven. Animals associated with her are horses, frogs, dogs and puppies, songbirds, dragons, badgers and hummingbirds. Plants. So I have seen that there are, of course, all white flowers. She is said to love jasmine and geranium, rosemary, sage, narcissus, apples, willow, ivy, evergreens, and roses. Incenses and oils, lavender, geranium, narcissus, sandalwood, bergamot, and neroli. Some good offerings to make to her are said to be garlands of roses, feeding the birds, oat cakes, oatmeal cookies, rose-scented candles, music, perfumes, incense, images of songbirds, horses and horseshoes. Metals and stones associated with Rhiannon are crystal quartz, bloodstone, silver, gold, cat's eye, moonstone, amethyst, garnet, ruby and turquoise. Rhiannon is linked to the element of earth. Her day is Monday, which is of course when this podcast comes out. She is of course linked to the planet the moon and her moon phase is waning. That's all I have for you today in regards to Rhiannon. I will put a link in the show notes of the websites that I looked to for help with researching this episode. I would love to hear if you work with Rhiannon already or if you are potentially considering it as a result of this episode. I'll put on my socials in the show notes if you want to get in touch. Always love to hear from you. It's a very exciting day today. It is 8-8. It is full-on Lionsgate portal energy. So If you are embracing it, you may or may not be doing some big or small ritual to harness some of this super Leo energy. Whatever you're doing, hope you have a wonderful day. I hope it brings much abundance and much for you here on in. 
I'm quite excited. It is the eve of my 40th birthday. I'm going into the next decade tomorrow. I'm really excited about it. In the theme of horses, I'm about to go off gallivanting myself with my cousin to enjoy a nice little birthday dinner. So yes, I will be a little bit older when I catch up with you on Friday for our next podcast episode. Aside from that, have a wonderful week, witches, sending you lots and lots of witchy love.